Hello and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that talks not to the employer, not to the business owner, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted, and today, listeners, we're going to take a walk through 2015 and revisit the top five most downloaded shows of the year. The clips you are about to hear are the best of the best of these shows, selected for their content and the punch they pack. So sit back with perhaps a cup of hot cocoa in hand and enjoy the On Your Way to Work highlight reel of 2015. First and ranked fifth is episode 36 of season two, Workplace Tombs. When a workplace centers its career message or the proverbial carrot, right, that, you know, we dangle in front of others to do more, move, move ahead. When the workplace centers its career message on promote versus grow, I think that's when we start the path of a pyramid becoming a tomb. And here's what the corporate ladder says. Um, career progression equals up. And in this environment where career progression means up, it means the next rung on the ladder. Anything that's down or sideways, well, by default, that equals regression, uh, which means, oh, my God, my career is not moving forward. And that creates this feeling that a person's career is going nowhere. And immediately what breeds from that is frustration. And as I talked about last week, this concept of a ladder is really a fallacy. And so when we don't create the pyramid approach, we meaning business owners, leaders, hiring managers, when we don't create that pyramid approach, um, a person's expectations for their career just gets thrown off because they're looking at this ladder when it's not really a ladder. And this is when the employee starts viewing the pyramid in the same way that the ancient Egyptians meant it to be, a tomb. They get sealed up in a tomb of frustration, impatience, and entitlement. And at the end of the day, that just creates either someone hopping to another pyramid, another company, or just becoming completely disengaged. This concept of a pyramid, 10 bricks on the bottom, then 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, all the way up till you get to 1. And that is the concept of a pyramid. And each level, each brick at each level represents a competency, a skill of some kind. And that really is a better view of what growth and movement in the workplace really is. So let me give you an example of that. You are moving up. You're learning. You have mastered a level, and you're now learning a new level. If that new level is not above where you are right now, then the company has structured a system in such a way, many companies have, that you that, that's not viewed as a promotion. That's not viewed as a step up in your career. That's not viewed as widening your knowledge base. And so unfortunately, it, it is not treated in a promotive way, right? And so think about that. An employee who's hearing the message, well, you know, I'm going to get up the ladder. And, you know, if they move sideways and that direction is not up, then they don't see that as a promotion. <laughs> are talking points about career to our workers is, 
ladder, corporate ladder. And so the goal of the ladder, to clarify this concept more, Christian, the goal of a ladder is it's promote. The goal of a pyramid is growth. And we in the workplace, the managers, hiring managers and HR and, and business owners and corporate leaders and, and, you know, Wall Street and Main Street alike all want people with depth, people that can grow. They want people to grow. They want their employees to grow. But we talk, the shtick we talk from is ladder. The words and the language we use is ladder. So it becomes very confusing to the workers in the workplace and honestly, even to the managers. We all get confused. At number four, we have episode 18, Intangibles. You see, talent is not the only requirement for the job. An extremely crucial component to advancing your career is how you walk in the job. Your response to a variety of situations and people weaves together your professional image. That image is always discussed during talent conversations by business owners and decision makers and managers at tables you never get to sit at. So what are all of these questions that I'm asking? And notice I'm not giving you answers. They're just questions. But these are intangible things that really matter. These are just simply cues that people are looking at and how you respond. And your response weaves together this fabric called your image, how you're perceived by others in a professional setting, how you're perceived in a workplace setting, how you're perceived. And honestly, I mean, it's not just career advice. This is life advice. This applies in your personal life as well. So how do you handle the no? How do you handle that you're not ready yet? How do you handle correction or tough coaching? Because those things signify maturity or the need to mature. How do you handle more work without more money? And do you tend to verbalize your complaints and frustrations and aggravations and impatience? Because those things right there, those things will determine how you deal with difficulties. And it's really hard to advance or outgrow your space at work when you cannot deal with difficulties. And then, do you put the team first or yourself first? Do you use I or more than you use we? And, and is it more important to be heard or for your position to be explained than it is to understand others? Are you hearing to respond, said another way, versus listening to understand? Those things will determine whether or not folks view you as a team player or someone who's sincere and genuine and really care about the folks around you. Then the last two questions that I shared, do you always fast talk over others? Are there always verbal 
collisions and do you appear antsy and anxious to be a part of every conversation and are you always raising your people are always watching those things and those two questions those things may paint the picture that you're a glory hound and most folks don't trust glory hounds most folks think those are people that don't care now listen don't live in a glass house what i am not telling you is to find yourself warped and lost in trying to please and or be something for others. But listen very clearly. You are always writing your commercial. You are always selling something about yourself. And people are always writing and remembering what you sold. And a lot of times, because we're human and we're creatures of habit, a lot of times we don't realize what we're writing and what we're saying. And these intangibles can kill you. Ranked third is episode 14. Know what you're good at. (laughs) Knowing what your talents and giftings are. You see, I believe if you understand what you're talented in and if you figure out how to apply that in the workplace, really in your entire life, you can really take your career to a different level. There's this old saying that rising tides lift all boats. Again, rising tides lift all bolts ultimately. So if you are very talented in one specific area, you have got to figure out how to maximize that one area. And if you have talents and giftings for people, this is an area that you can apply in the workplace. So when I say people, I'm talking about relationships. The person who has the ability to really engage people and engage them for who they are, get to know them, get to build a relationship with them, get to develop and cultivate trust with with the people they work with, they interact with. If, If your area of gifting is people, then what you have to start doing is looking at the jobs or the job or the function that you do in a way or through the vehicle of people relationships. If your giftings and your talents are in the area of data or analytics, this person can be analytical. This is the person that can look and can see the pattern of something, can see how the numbers fit together, can understand how all of the components interconnect and they just see it and they can see it very clearly. If this is your area of giftings and talent, you have to begin to look at the jobs you do at work. You have to begin to look at your interactions through the filter of analytics and data. And there's nothing wrong with this. So many times I see people who have that gifting decide, you know, I want to lead a bunch of people. And I'm not saying they can't because you can have some of all of these giftings. But if you want to surge, I mean, if you want your career to take off through the roof 
and you are a person who has giftings in data and analytics, then you should focus on uh, interactions and functions at work. You could you should focus on jobs that really allow you to maximize that. There's something I learned many, many, many years ago uh, when I started my career, and it's this. People don't do business with businesses. People do business with other people. Coming in at number two is episode four, the worst career decision I ever made. So here's what I learned. I learned four important things that led me to make the worst career decision that I have ever made in my life. And I can summarize that using the acronym DIVE, D-I-V-E. And it's apropos because if you want your career to take a dive, then you just do these four things, and I assure you, you will cut oxygen off the progression of your career. The first thing that I did wrong, I made a career decision in a moment of desperation. Desperation often has an ugly cousin called fear. And the worst thing that any of us could do with any life decision is to make it in a moment of desperation and fear. The second thing I did that led to the worst career mistake I have decision I have ever made was impatience. The third thing I did that fueled the worst career decision I have ever made was this sense of valuelessness, feeling not valued by my employer. Because I did not get the thing I thought I should have gotten when I thought I should have gotten it led me to equate that to not being valued. And the fourth thing that fueled the worst career decision I have ever made in my life is entitlement. Last but certainly not least, the most downloaded show of 2015 was episode three. The 60-Day Reboot. There's three things that you need to really take into account and do an assessment of if you're going to reboot your workplace perception over the next 60 days. Here are the three things. One, identify key individuals that are important to your ability to do your job effectively. Two, what needs to be done around here? And three, What are things that will produce quick wins for me? If you're going to be successful and change or reboot how you're perceived in the company, the first thing you have to understand is who is important to my success in me doing the job. Secondly, what needs to be done around here? Let me say that another way. What are the short-term goals because that's where you need to start. The ongoing key processes, you've got to be careful there because that's where you can quickly get bored, and the long-term goals of the organization. I just want to throw out a big red flag warning here, real big one, right? Because this is what we can often overlook. 
We can get bored. We can take for granted. Whatever expression you want to use, those day-to-day humdrum things are the first place we can begin to slack. And here's what's so important about understanding those ongoing everyday processes. They are really key to you mastering, to you perfecting, to you being extremely effective in your current job. My point is this. If you don't know how what you do, that day-to-day, quote-unquote, ordinary, boring job that you do, if you don't understand how that has a direct impact on the overall mission statement or goal or task or objectives of your company, you will not be engaged in the workplace. Listeners, that wraps up things for this week. We hope you enjoyed the highlight reel of 2015. And as always, we thank you for your continued support. One quick note, we are very close to the final release of the online career assessment. And in fact, if you go to careerwit.com, that's career, W-H-I-T-T.com, you can sign up to be one of the first to access the career assessment and determine what's driving your career decisions, your emotions, or your core values. As always, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, tweet us at rawitted, or email us at rick at rawitted.com. And lastly, if any of our shows have been helpful to you, please consider rating us on iTunes. It only takes a few minutes and it will help this show grow. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. And have a blessed holiday week.